You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. We're ready and we're live. We're live. And we're ready. And this will actually go up. I, I I have started uploading these to YouTube after the fact, so you can go somewhere today, else, yeah. Matt D, to watch these at least after the fact. <laughs> nope. He's not allowed to. You have to go get a Facebook account, mister. If Facebook... So last week, Matt D sent in a, a voice message, and he said, Facebook is the McDonald's of the internet. What's YouTube? Burger mm. King. Burger King, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> hi. Now, I'm curious what which is you know like, or maybe Taco Bell, YouTube but YouTube first. Oh, what? YouTube first <laughs> is like. Is there like a Burger King or McDonald's fast food? Like, did they ever try to like do a fancy version of that where it's like mm. they think they're better than they are? That's YouTube first. It's like yeah. this cheap. You know, no frills. Anybody can go and eat their place. And then they're like, oh, but we also have these fancy offerings. That's YouTube first. It's like, nobody wants that. It's still just YouTube. <laughs> I'm not paying a premium for YouTube. No, that's ridiculous. I mean, hi, YouTube. Hi, we're glad to be here. Uh, all right. So real quick, here's here's what's on the agenda. Um, we're going to react to some news because there's there's some news. Uh, and also I figured, you know, whatever, laid back, kick back, chill out. We're going to talk about a little bit of what we've been watching. Um, and then if people join us later, uh, with what they've been watching, we'd love to discuss that too. I'm always open for hearing what people are into. And criticizing them. And then, <laughs> right. Oh, I'm such a jerk. And then criticizing them. Well, mainly if it's Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it's Paul in the chat yet. Nope, not yet. <laughs> he watches bad stuff. <laughs> he doesn't just watch bad stuff. He watches, he watches good, good stuff, stuff too. too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like one thing that Paul watches that's real good is Randy's new Twitch stream. Oh, yeah. Paul, you know what? I take it all back. Paul watches the best stuff because he's, <laughs> he is my most reliable viewer when I'm doing gameplays. Yeah. So I started. <laughs> I started doing Skyrim streams. Uh, the first couple were on Facebook Live, and they looked horrible. So I was like, "I'm gonna try Twitch out, dude." I watched, I watched that replay that you guys, you guys watched a good chunk of that the other day. That's unwatchable, man. The flag <laughs> was horrible. I actually, I, I, that's sitting in our YouTube account unpublished. I'm like, I can't publish that. I'm actually gonna redo. <laughs> I started it yesterday. Uh, like I did like a 15 minute stream yesterday. I'm going to do a new stream and just redo that day. Be like, nah, go back to old save, redo it. I changed my, it's my fault, but I, I changed the OBS settings. So hopefully future streams will look a little better. Oh, it was on OBS's side, huh? Yeah, basically I had, it's hard to tell, but like, um, I had the bit, the bit rate set too high. Uh, so basically I think what was happening is I was trying to shoot too much information faster than my, um, fairly slow internet connection could handle which you think wouldn't be an issue but it is hmm. or maybe i just don't know how things work and people are like of course that's an issue 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm just sharing links like I usually do. And everything's situated. No Savannah tonight yet. She, no. she didn't uh, do her usual... She didn't message? Check like in. Did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did someone yeah. check on Savannah because I want to make sure she's all right. <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> now that you mention it, she was supposed to get a hold of me. Oh, yeah, let's do it. No, um, I don't know. I don't know. Now, now Melanie's legitimately worried. <laughs> no, Savannah I'm Savannah is a, a, a friend in real life, so like... Yeah. yeah. She's more than a friend. She's she's like your sister. She's like my sister. She is. Yeah. Oops. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm going to go ahead and mute you. Or did you answer it? No, I'm not going to answer it. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. I just need to do one more share and I'll be done. All right. All right. Looks like we got a couple of viewers slowly trickling oh, in. Oh, yeah. Hey, here we go. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'll go ahead and repeat it. Oh, one less person. What's up, person? Actually, that might have been me navigating away. Oh. Um, well, let's start with, I guess, what we've been watching, because there hasn't been a whole ton, but there's been a little bit. And Melanie and I watched uh, a couple of things just last night and today that I want to mention. Um, but Jesse, you said you started a show that I'm excited that you're watching. Yeah, yeah. I legitimately just started last night. I started watching... Um, Ozark. Is it Ozark or Ozarks? I think it's O I think it's just Ozark. That's what I thought too. Just like a single Ozark. Yeah. Hello, Andrew. Andrew. Hey, we should throw we should uh we should promote Andrew real quick. He uh he 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 just he is now a YouTube partner, which is super rad because he has worked his tail off mm -hmm. for the better part of a couple years now to make that happen. And they don't make it easy. Super duper exciting. So you guys should check out Andrew's clay creations and more on YouTube. I have. And and we interviewed him last year. So mm -hmm. I mean my sister watched too and she loved it. Good. But she I kept just, me crap so sorry. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say I just seen an upload of his that I haven't watched yet, but I seen the thumbnail and I made a mental note. I want to watch it. Uh, it was um maybe it's not new. But it was a garbage pail kid Funko Pop style uh, character out of um, Warbla. Yeah, um, I want to watch that. Oh, he says he even dodged that Kappa bullet, which is true. That's true. I'm, I'm curious about how how that works. How, um, I don't. I don't know, but I want to see Warbla in in my regular everyday talkings. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about Warbler more. Yeah, you will. Good. Um. So Ozark, what do you what do you think of it? It's whoa! It's super dark. Like I didn't know what to expect, and we like we'd like looked at the synopsis for it, and was like that doesn't sound you know like everybody talks about it, and so we were like we should probably check this thing out, you know. Um, especially since we've kind of finished up a lot of our a lot of our um binges or whatever you know the ones that we were that we'd kind of waited on like we mm -hmm. finished up picard and we'd finished up i can't remember what we just finished up but uh yeah so we thought we better better try this out better check it out and uh started it last night and the first episode is so much there's so much that happens in that like it goes from very subdued um very subdued jason bateman 
just being like, I don't know, autistic. He's either a sociopath or he's autistic and we can't decide which Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of both. Um, and uh, he's just he's just interesting to watch because he's he he plays his straight man thing so perfectly so deadpan, um, and then and then things just go crazy like everything happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, I included a link to Andrew's YouTube channel in the chat. I don't know if it's showing up as a link, but it's Please. there. Um, yeah, he it it's hard to get a good gauge on his character right off the bat because it. Breaking Bad is a good comparison for like the tone of the show a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. it's serious, it's heavy. Um, it's like kind of normal seeming people in in the crime world, I guess. But you don't get the same sense of Bateman's character as you get, uh, you know, Walter White at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, he's hard to get a a bead on especially when they do that weird like fantasy of they go into that fantasy of his in the first episode with the prostitute or yes yeah what wait what is that and honestly they don't do that kind of thing very often in the show it's a very odd thing i recall from the first episode well no i noticed he's like he has these weird dreams or pseudo dream moments already in the in the first three episodes that because I've I've watched two full episodes and we started the third one before the stream tonight. Um, and it's like, he'll be just like in the middle of do crunching some numbers. And then Sarah McLaughlin will tell him that he shouldn't adopt a puppy. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> he does kind of, he does, he's kind of like perpetually in the middle of a mental breakdown. Right. Which is fair. But, he, but yet he's like too pragmatic to ever have the full breakdown. It seems like at least in again, I'm only 2.5 episodes in, but whew. that's not a bad dis- breaking bad meets the hat builds and Hatfields and McCoys. Oh, ha. Cause you've got the, uh, Oh, I don't even know how to describe them. I guess trailer park family. Yeah. 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 Basically. Yeah. I was trying to, you know, they're kind of rednecky, but it's yeah. not just redneck. They're not like, I don't know. I like how like he comes in thinking he's going to just do his thing and everybody's like, "No, I know what you're doing." I yeah. I 25% at least. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like the strip club. He's like, "Come on, I know what you're up to." Melanie, speaking of only watching a couple episodes, Melanie mm-hmm. and I a new show dropped on Netflix just on 420 and it's a fitting kind of a fitting show. Uh what is it called? I need to look it up. It's an animated show. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. Midnight Gospel on Netflix. And I had heard nothing about it. And Melanie and I were going to uh, do a Netflix party. And I seen that and I was like, what's that? And it got my attention because it's co-created by like the animator is the guy behind uh, Adventure Time and Bravest Warriors. I love Bravest Warriors. Thank you. It's such a good uh, like web series. Um, so in the animation, what? It's a throw blanket over it. That's right. Catbug is the is the best. Yes. Um, so it's got a little bit that it's kind of got that look to the animation, but it's an adult series. So I was like, huh. oh, interesting. I'm kind of conflicted on it. Yeah. I'm real conflicted on it. We watched two episodes. They're you know they're like thirty minutes long. Um, the animation is awesome. 
I love the animation. I love the plot line that happens in the background while the actual like dialogue is happening. Mm -hmm. uh, but the co-creator, hold on. The co-creator is, where'd it go? Duncan Trussell, who's a podcaster. So basically, while there's all this like, there's these characters going through this like adventure, there's all this crazy stuff. They go to different worlds. But during the whole time, the main characters we're following are having a podcast, are talking. They're having like a, one of those like kind of psychedelic spiritual podcast discussions talking about, mm -hmm. I don't know, just various things. Because Duncan Trussell's a longtime podcaster. Um, I know it's not anything like it, but it made me kind of feel like Dr. Katz. You know, mm. did you ever watch that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, like it's like kind of boring. It's like boring and... I don't know, whatever, but, but, but in this one, there's actually lots of interesting stuff happening around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird because the podcast conversation oftentimes like it'll tie into what's happening. Like the characters will sometimes acknowledge like, Hey, that guy took my eye or something, but like they're having this conversation that oftentimes, like, as far as I could tell, has little to nothing to do with actually what's happening on screen. Mm -hmm. And so they're just talking the whole time while like the first episode is a, a zombie outbreak and it's uh, the main character and this little short, tiny president of the United States. And they're wandering around the zombie apocalypse, having this conversation while all this crazy stuff is happening. Mm -hmm. There's the, uh, <laughs> they're helping a lady with w this water birth. Like it's, it's insane. I don't really like the podcast aspect of it though. It's <laughs> that's, in that's interesting. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's kind of, Catbug is the best. I'm, I'm a little behind on comments, but yeah, Andrew agrees. Catbug is the best. Mm -hmm. After the second episode, I was like, I need to take a break from this for a little while. Um, because I loved everything that was happening, except I did not care for the conversation at all. I was like, no, I, this, the, that, it's like no offense, but like that podcast, that's not a podcast for me. And the fact that that podcast is smothered is, is, overtaking this amazing animated episode i'm like i don't you think that i was overtaking it i couldn't pay attention to their talking really. yeah well maybe yeah. i just need to tune them out <laughs> yeah that's why i kept saying it's not, it seems like it seemed like it was just disjointed but that's because i couldn't pay attention to them because i was too busy watching stuff and then i you know drop back into what or like catch what they're saying again and i'm like what what this, this doesn't make any sense but it probably does maybe if you just sit there and listen to the whole thing but it wasn't really that entertaining, so. Uh, Melanie, Paul says he wants the past phone to make a comeback. Yeah, me too. They're kind of cool, huh? And I want I want the little chairs that where it's like a chair with a desk attached to it that you sit next to a phone. I want one of those, too. <laughs> it's a reference to Melanie, the photo Melanie's using if you're uh, listening to the audio later. I See, I never like talking on the phone, but granted, I was a telemarketer for a while, so that is going to Ooh. cause you to have like uh, absolute um, hate for talking on the phone. Yeah, I hate talking on the phone, too. But so, I like the look of them. I had like some pretty cool phones, but yeah, I hate talking on phones. As a teen, I didn't mind it. And then I went without a phone for a long time as a young adult. And then I discovered texting. And after texting, I was like, why? I don't want to ever talk on the phone. <laughs> right. I could just text. Or now it's just messages. I could just message right. you. Video phone is a little better. I mean, like doing this is okay for some reason, but it doesn't feel like a phone call anymore. Why don't they call it video phones? I don't know. 
video chat. It needs to be video. They call it video chat for some reason. It It'll feel retro futuristic to me. That's yeah. what we need. Yeah. Just call it video phone. If they started acknowledging how futuristic some of the stuff we have is, maybe we'd actually feel like we're in the future. I also but, like forget it's an option a lot of times, you know, like I just forget that it's even an option because my I, whole life I wanted a video phone. <laughs> I never wanted a video phone because I don't want people to know that I'm in my pajamas or naked or, you know, didn't brush my hair for three days. I just don't, I don't need the video portion of it. That's fair. Since I've, it's weird because since we started doing these live streams, I think working from home has impacted the way I, because on the one hand, most of the time, if I'm, you know, since I started working at home a while ago before this current situation, I don't want to do a video chat unless I've showered. And I don't shower as much as I maybe used to when I had a normal day job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like it is nice to actually like be seen and see people and talk. So, yeah, I think it's overrated, but I see people all the time. So there you go. Yeah, you see people all the time. I do. I, I see that. you once a week. That's, yeah. that's what I do. Um, people, Paul says, I prefer talking and Randy has seen that firsthand. Yeah. <laughs> so Paul sent me, this is not going to become crap on Paul time because there's no reason to. Paul's a, a nice man. Uh, Paul will send me a message. Hey, you got a moment to chat? Or you got a moment for a call? I want to ask you a question. I'm just like, dude, in my head, I'm just like, just ask the question. <laughs> and then inevitably no offense paul but inevitably we get on the phone call it's a pretty basic question most times he just wants to talk i know it i know it. you just want to talk i get it you're stuck at home with the family but just ask the question next <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me being a jerk and antisocial. <laughs> not just you paul you're just the one that does it if other people did it too i'd feel the same way um uh the only other show i've watched is the i i am not okay with this have you guys seen any have you seen this i I know the trailer has been kind of out there i want to see it but i have not seen it yet this is one of the shows that mel it's one of the shows that melanie mentioned i was like yeah i kind of want to check it out but paul says i can't type um and it's one that I've been meaning to start. We just always forget when we sit down to watch a show. I or, didn't realize it was based on a comic either. Is it actually based on a comic? I, I know it's, it's based, got like yeah. a superpower thing going on. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I thought it was just, you know, superpower themed. So did you watch the whole season? Yeah, yeah. Was it good? Yeah, once I get it, once you get into it, I mean, like there's, um, yeah, I don't know how much to say about it because like some of it is, not really it's not really a surprise but it's like oh this isn't really a superhero story this is more of a this story you know but at the same time like there are some bizarre superhero elements and it it ends on a weird cliffhanger that is delving more into this mysterious metahuman superpower thing i don't know they left it on a strange note um but it's the perfect kind of cliffhanger to bring me back i'm like what was what's happening now so I'm just going to leave Andrew's <laughs> comment to hang there for a while. Um, <laughs> <Fair assessment. laughs> okay. For the audio listener, the, the Andrew's comment says, Randy sounds like a bad friend. Just call me, Paul. All right. I'll call you, Paul. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a jerk. Wow. Zing. Uh. <laughs> 
Nah, I, you know, I'm fine with a chat once in a while. Um, on my time. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is the like way off on that show between, like maybe I don't know, is it like heavy teen drama or coming of age story? Versus yes. superhero aspect, or I yeah. mean, sometimes they're kind of interweaved. I guess I would say I would say it's more that, but like it, it what? Okay, so for the superhero part, what's interesting about it is that it really delves into how dangerous it would be if you were like an X Man and discovering your power all at once, and you don't know what you're doing. Like, uh-huh. like it's legit terrifying when she manifests her powers and doesn't know what she's doing and almost kills people. You know. So that's one. Oh, I guess a lot of them are like that way, where you, they don't get their powers until puberty kicks in, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. It's usually a kind of an. Is it allegory for puberty? Oh yeah, yeah. In the X Men, it is because usually their power manifests in their teen years or whatever. It's puberty and then racism depends on the story, but that's usually the right. kind of. That's or some mean. kind of trauma will trigger their their mutant right. ability kind of thing. Right. And so it's kind of the same kind of deal. Like she just had, it's both. Like she's a teenager and there was a traumatic event in her family. And so she's trying to come to terms with that. So she's already kind of a weird kid to start with. And then she's got superpowers on top of it. And she's trying to figure out who she is as a person at the same time. And it's just not going well. But uh, re- yeah, no, it's super captivating. We blew through it. once we started so i i mean i would recommend it well melanie melanie and i will have to start that we've been watching the third season of babylon berlin the first two seasons of that show in my opinion are great the third season i'm just not really kind of into some of the other plot lines they've got going on so i've been struggling with that one a little bit yeah but we've been watching um westworld also and that's we finally started the new season of westworld it's Westworld. <laughs> it's Westworld. How far in is it? Um, five, five episodes. Okay, and it's gonna be a short season. It's like yeah. wh- what did I say? It's eight, seven, eight episodes. Okay. See, I'm excited about it, but I I'm gonna have to like get a month of it and then cancel. So I'm yeah. gonna have to binge it. You know, you just got a couple weeks left, and you can do that. All right, and it is bingeable. It's Westworld, man. It's one of those yeah. where oh yeah. Ever- ends i'm like no i whether it's the next one i just want to watch the next one now right by the way chat paul andrew paul i don't think i said hi paul welcome thanks for tuning in um paul was scheduling his dinner time around our show what (laughs) i appreciate you paul i do um randy may not be a good friend but paul is yes yes i might not be a good friend but i appreciate the thought you know what Uh, maybe i don't know what it says about me that it's too fun and easy to slip into that persona (laughs) if this is all just an act i'm just playing it up i'm really not like this at all Uh, what have you guys been watching by the way paul and andrew and if anybody else is watching um melanie and i last night that relationship is not equal and (laughs) andrew (laughs) (laughs) Andrew is really uh he's digging into real yeah he he is and he's digging into your psyche psyche a little bit i think he's trying to figure you out here i take as much as i give and if it's very little it's equal (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's good to be the king. Is that a show? It's a song I know. Oh no, and, it's not the it's just... And me playing Skyrim. I need to do more of that. I don't know if I'll be able to do that tonight. I've got the itch. There's cream for got that. Fever. Uh, but I, <laughs> I also... say that's what I've been doing more than anything is is less TV and more like just playing silly games. I mean, like we I don't know if we talked about it last time, but we did that stream for the crayon physics. We yeah. talked about crayon physics during the puzzle game, and uh, and then I did a little stream. I didn't even know I was going to do a stream. It was it was for the Discord, and then and then it became a stream, and it was it was fun. It was, we like people chimed in. It was kind of cool. I give you a forewarning. <laughs> yeah, no, well, you gave me some warning. That's that fine. was that was fun. That was a fun game to stream, though. Yeah, uh, Savannah watched and yeah. and give us suggestions. Uh, Andrew said, I finally watched the uh, watch. The, now we know who watches the Watchmen. We uh, do know. I finally watched the Watchmen on HBO. I've been very curious about that show. I have not I've heard. I know the I've season. heard good things. And since you are watching uh, Westworld, you might need to put that on your watch yeah. list. Uh, Mel Brooks. Paul says Mel Brooks gets me through lately. Hmm? There, I know there's a character named Lube Man, and that's all I need to know. Because, <laughs> come on, Lube Man. What's up, Jasper? Thanks for tuning in. What have you been watching, Jasper? Uh, let's see. Paul, I liked it. Andrew, I really liked it. Um, Paul, out of curiosity, what Mel, what's your favorite Mel Brooks movies? It's going to be Spaceballs, isn't it? <laughs> it's fine. I won't say anything. People love Spaceballs. I just never... That's one of the Mel Brooks movies I don't... Oh, porn. Okay. That's one of the Mel Brooks movies I, I don't understand. <laughs> Um, I mean, there's a lot of them, though. I mean, like um, Blazing Saddles, too, is a huge one. Like, that's usually the other one that people reference. And I have a love-hate relationship with that movie. Like, Not your thing? I don't know. Like, I, I, I like what he was doing with it. I liked it when I was younger. And now that I, I've come back and rewatched it, I was like, ooh, ooh, these jokes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so not cool. Th that movie would not be made now. No, but no. by any stretch of the imagination, but I do like Blazing Saddles. Young Frankenstein is my favorite, though. That'll be. Oh, yeah, there you go. There favorite. you go. Uh, History of the World, Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles. History I of the World. I think I've only seen that one maybe once. Well, yeah, this is a long one. And it's a bit more of like a skit type thing, right? Like it's sections. Yeah, it's broken down. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of like a Monty Python type of treatment, like uh, the meaning of life, but longer. Mm hmm. That didn't show up, sorry. Um, what? The thing that I was, I was trying to show you a gift, but it, it didn't work. Well, it maybe it pulls up on Facebook correctly. Oh, Jasper says I've been watching Tiger King and current news stories. I don't know which one is a Netflix or real. Wait, uh, Netflix. Netflix actually is a little less bizarre right now, even with the Tiger King. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I mean, we talked a little bit about Tiger King, so we don't, uh, last week, week or two, two ago, so we don't really have to get into it. I think people are maybe over it, but well, that's I've slowly been making Melanie watch watch it, though. I've, wa I've watched it myself, and then once in a while, Melanie will come over and be like, I'm just going to put the next episode of Tiger King on. So she's slowly been watching it against her will. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. We watched a couple of fantastic movies, though. Mm -hmm. I want to say this weekend, it's our schedule's off, but uh, last night and today, um, we watched Dr. Sleep, the Shining yeah. sequel. 
which I thought was pretty good. I I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was awesome. I mean, it's not perfect. There's things that bug me, but for the most part, I was so into it. You and McGregor pretty solid. Oh yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, usually even in Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, I was like, I, I actually, like him. I even remember commenting at one point. Well, I don't remember what it was that that he was expressing, but I'm like, oh man, he said it's, it's so blah blah blah, and I'm like. Oh yeah, he's a he must be a really good actor because I, I mean I totally got all of that from like just this one facial expression, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. You did on just a subtle thing that you're like, oh, he must have been feeling this, and then uh, yeah, 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 and then it hit you that he's like, oh, he's a good actor, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he's pretty good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. Yeah, it's a soup. It's a pretty long movie. Yeah, and for the most part, I was okay with. It. Like at one point, we paused it, and it was. <laughs> We'd been watching for a long time and it was like dead in the center. It's like two and a half hours dead in the mm-hmm. center. And uh, Melanie's like, how can there be more after this? I was like, I don't know, but man, I, I keep but going. Keep going. It does it tie in pretty well with the shining as it uh, like, like the cu- the Kubrick. I would shining. say I, I appreciated it. But one of the things that like, I feel like it tied in too well I feel like oh. it takes some of the fan wank a little too far, which is weird because normally I'm into that. Uh, that's kind of the cheesy element. But then again, like also, you know, I loved it because it is, it is totally, even though I know it's based on the book and Stephen King didn't re- like the shining, the Kubrick version of the shining and all this and that, like it's a direct sequel to the shining movie. They, <laughs> they cast a lady that kind of looks like, is it Shelly Duvall, Shelly Long, whoever, as the mother? They cast a lady that looks like her, and she does an impression because she's doing the voice. Danny! Oh, God. They cast, it's Elliot from E.T., but they made him up to kind of look like, I don't want to get into spoilers, but no, there are characters that are either in flashback or, you know, not really spoiler ghost form in this one. And they definitely tried to cast actors that looked kind of like who they were in the Kubrick version. And then there is quite a bit where it goes back to the hotel and it is spot on. Like they oh, straight yeah. up recreated some no of the furries, shots. though. I didn't see the furries. No. That, when I was little, I think that was the most disturbing thing to me. Like, what are those people doing in those costumes? Um, but I thought it was good. I think for the most part, what I liked, and I've never read. I, I knew nothing about the Stephen King book, Dr. Sleep. But what I appreciated about the story is that I kind of expected if there, if ever there was going to be like a sequel to the Kubrick shining, that it would just focus on the over, which was focus on the hotel. And I was like, that's not really the interesting way to go about it. The more interesting way would be to focus on the shining and like kind of develop that world. And that's what that story does. Hmm. Uh, there's basically, they're not vampires, but there's basically like a group of people that sustain themselves off shining power of people so they're basically uh, like the shining vampires um and interesting i wonder if that ties into the dark tower stuff i bet it does especially in the book i watched i'm sure it does because i watched some i don't know one of those watch mojo videos or whatever about things you might have missed in dr sleep and half of that list was like references in the movie to stuff from the dark tower Oh, right right because now everything ties back into the dark tower i mean like things did before but it was almost more like the dark tower tied into them kind of thing like but now it's more like the other way around 
Jesper said, I've been watching Wentworth, which is like the English Oranges of the New Black. Way more entertaining. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I never watched the regular Oranges of the New Black, so. I think I watched like an episode. It just didn't really grab me. Holly watches it, and so I'll like catch bits of it, and it goes, man, it goes all over the place. So, I mean, I can see why it's, I can see why people like it. You think it's a chick flick? drama? Is it? Yeah. Maybe Is it what? A chick flick? Sort of, sort of, but it's, I don't know. It's intense. <laughs> it's, it's, it's no Grey's Anatomy. I'll tell you that. I didn't watch it either. <laughs> oh, and Jasper's also been watching the new Harley Quinn cartoon. I've heard that's good too. Um, and then what was the, oh, but yeah, anyway, uh, the, Dr. Sleep, I recommend it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm critically, it did well. I think it did not do well commercially. I I think it bombed, which is very unfortunate because, uh, you know, the directors, Mike Flanagan, we, we praise that guy all the time. Uh, and he did a pretty good job. And, uh, I thought the movie was pretty good. So it bums me that it bums me out a little bit that it didn't do better. Not that we need like a sequel to it or anything, but. He even, and this is something that, so I only know this because Randy commented on it because I don't notice this kind of stuff, but he even did a lot of shots when they did the shining portion. He did a lot of shots the same way that, that uh, they were done in the yeah, there, training. To, there yeah. were a few, like, di- there's several direct shots, like pretty well created shot, re- re- well recreated shots. Um, Paul's also working on a. <laughs> That's bad. That's a bad joke. <laughs> It's not I laughed bad. at it. I laughed at it anyways. Well, it's it's a Jesse. That's a Jesse joke. Why? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesse joke. His spy novel, because now everybody wonders, because it's got to be good, right? If it's a Jesse joke. Um, <laughs> his spy novel is called Agent, Agent Orange is the New Black. Oh, he says he's not joking. Oh, really? <laughs> well... You should be. <laughs> um, That's a catchy title. Today, <laughs> I mean, of course, I would appreciate it. Do, hmm. do you think they could get sued for that if it's not like related to the show? No, because he's referencing. Well, he's I mean, referencing, Orange is. He's, re- he's referencing two things: it's wordplay. I mean, it's a joke. And you can't. You can, if you can't, I don't think you can say Orange is the New Black is like taken because. Something is the new black has been a thing, a saying for so long. They can't just take it over and 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 you know appropriate it. Something, uh, something is the new black is the new black. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Jasper says Jesse jokes. How I have missed them. Right. You, you just need to tune into a live stream. You could yeah, hear Jesse I mean. jokes like two or three times a week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's you true. were on. You were on. Um, I seen you with Eddie last night again. I seen yeah. you with Eddie last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was on a, I was on a make, streaming. A, make attorney a great again thing. Yeah. I've been doing doing a lot more of those with them. Um, and we were reading reading a mini comic. Yeah. Um, and I was recently on Covert Nerd. I think I mentioned that last week. Um, uh, where we, we were talking about bonkers He Man characters. <laughs> I hear them in my sleep. You can, you know, you know, you really need a doctor for that. A doctor sleep. Oh, oh. <laughs> if you, Jesse, if you had the shining, what would you call it? <laughs> would, would you, you know, because yeah, the Simpsons know. called it the shining, and uh, Sabrina calls it the cunning, and right, even right. in Doctor Sleep, they call it a couple things: the steam, uh, just magic. So, uh, 
the like, pun. The punning. The pun is the punning. <laughs> That's uh Hmm. I don't know. The sleeping. <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> There's a good chance, Paul, if you're hearing Jesse jokes in your sleep, Jesse, Jesse's in your room. <laughs> <laughs> or or you left your phone on and uh, you have too many podcasts to download. That's, that's uh, yeah, that's maybe more plausible. Um, and then today we watched, uh, it came out in 2018, but it's been one I've been meaning to get around to, uh, Annihilation with Natalie Portman. It's a uh, kind of a weird cosmic horror type thing and uh would have been a good movie to pair with color out of space yeah very similar themes yeah it's got a very similar thing Hmm. so don't watch it during a pandemic is what you're saying i'm not sure though it's a little bit different because they're not because color out of space it's like they're kind of confined to the house more or less their property this one's a little bit different yeah they are the infection i'm just kidding (laughs) <laughs> oh jesper asks i want to watch the train to uh the train to basan on shutter i didn't know that was on shutter I, for some reason i was thinking that was a netflix exclusive any good yeah watch that that's good it's um it's korean it's a korean zombie movie so mm-hmm. it's got that kind of korean cinema has an interesting flair where tonally it's like it'll be all over the place a little bit mm-hmm. um is this they, the one that's like a korean cowboy zombie movie no no, no, not really. It's basically like better than World War Z, but it's totally World War Z style zombies where they will just CGI zombie wave body wave coming mm. at you. They're um, more like a hive mind than a yeah, it's a fast, it's, super, super fast zombies crawling over each other. It makes you very cool. anxious. I mean, not that zombie movies don't anyway, but this one's especially so. I think because there's so so many so many people. Yeah. It's good. Uh, and like I said, is Korean. So like the horror is pretty good. The action is good. There's a, kind of a lot of action. It'll go kind of melodramatic a little more than uh, we're used to here. And then occasionally even a little wacky and then just right back into horror. That's just kind of how uh, a lot of Korean cinema is. Uh, also, <laughs> Escape from New York is on Shutter. Well, yeah, you want to watch that. I'm surprised we never oh, did yeah. Escape from New York on gcu jasper we will i think that's just a carpenter i didn't want to burn through all the you should what you should do is you should do um was it the rock do a michael bay movie with escape from new york somehow somehow because you got to escape the rock right interesting okay you escape the rock the only person who's ever escaped the rock is sean connery if you (laughs) smell what he's cooking (laughs) what do you what do you think sean connery cooks Probably some Scottish thing, right? It'd be like haggis. 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 That's what yeah. it was. I was trying to remember. <laughs> it's the only <laughs> Scottish food we know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Scotch eggs? Is that that's a thing, right? Boil some potatoes. Scotch. Just scotch. Fair enough. Fair enough. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Shaken. <laughs> Not stirred. Yet. That's right. I don't know why you're shaking your scotch. What's wrong with you, you monster? <laughs> <laughs> monster <laughs> oh oh man okay so so i think we, that's that's pretty much it for stuff we've been watching yeah uh, news? yeah let's react to some news i have some news stories um so let's start here okay uh paul says a marvel movie and escape from new york since new york always gets destroyed 
Oh, what was no? If we do Escape from New York, we should do Lockdown. What was the name of that? There's a movie with somebody like Guy Pierce or something, but it's basically Escape from Earth. Um, it's totally basically basically the plot of Escape from New York, only instead of New York, it's space, like a space station. Huh. And they got sued by who maybe Carpenter, whoever else owns the rights to escape from New York. And in a French court, they won. So they it was huh. ruled that that movie did in fact infringe Escape from New York. Hmm. Anyway. But it's it's not space. a bad movie. Huh? It's in space. I gotta find out since I mentioned it. <laughs> Lock. What's it? Lockout. Guy Pierce. Yeah. I think it was Guy Pierce. It was definitely for whatever reason, Guy Pierce and Val Kilner in my mind can be interchanged, even <laughs> though they they're not. <laughs> they're not at all. Well, in my mind. No, oh, and Lockout was, I think, maybe produced by Luc Besson. So it's not like just some... Yeah, French court finds that Lock, Luc Besson's Lockout uh, copy of Escape from New York. Who was in that? Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was like one of those things where like, he watched it once, and then he was trying to come up with something, and he really thought that he came up with that on his own because he forgot he even watched that movie. So that's a thing that happens. Yeah, Guy Pierce and Maggie Grace. But he's got to rescue, he's offered a pardon if he would rescue the president's daughter in Escape from New York. It's the president. And and it's, it's, it's a little suspect. It's a little suspect because like it's different enough to where like, I don't know, that's kind of a basic idea or like a, a basic premise. I'm a little surprised they won. Well, French people are weird. That's why, that's why all their movies are so strange. Because they're like, oh, I can't do anything like anything like people have done before because i'll get to all right well let's get to i guess more current news first up now i have not seen this first movie yet this is another one somewhat newer movie that's been on my list but scary stories to tell in the dark sequel is a go okay. so there will be a sequel to scary stories to tell in the dark and Good. i don't know how to pronounce it andre andre overdahl whoever returned uh directed the first one We'll be returning to direct the second one. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen the first one, but I've read the books and they're great. So I'm guessing that movie's probably are too. Yeah. What's the general consensus on this? I don't know really. I know people were excited because, yeah, I mean, the books are awesome. Um, but, you know, whatever. It made over 106 million worldwide. So hmm. that doesn't seem like a lot. No, but it's also probably not the kind of movie that they poured a ton of money into. Right. On a $28 million budget. So, yeah. Oh, $500 million. Probably. It's okay. Um, they must have... I know they poured some into the marketing on this, though. Uh, Paul sounds excited for the sequel. Jasper says Shudder also added uh, all the Friday the 13th movies. Watch Jasper. You owe it to us <laughs> yeah. to watch them all. <laughs> watch them at all. We need to do like a uh, like a Jasper journal. It'll be like a you know like a he he's trapped in quarantine and uh, do a daily update on and talk about the Friday the Thirteenth movies you watched. <laughs> I mean, I'm in for this. I'm in for this. I don't think that's good for him. 
like mentally <laughs> after watching color out of space uh, i don't recommend watching a bunch of horror well he's not quarantined on a lake cabin so i think he's okay <laughs> that's maybe true that's <laughs> just don't go to manhattan or vancouver which i think is where that most of that movie actually takes place actually i have a question for jasper too because i read somewhere that zoos were having a really hard time with the quarantine thing because, you know, they still have to feed all the animals and come up with money for it. But if they're not making money, it's an issue. So are they doing okay down at, at our zoo? That's a good question. Um, and I will give him a moment to answer. And while he does, while he's typing that in or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, let's go to the next story. This is a short one because I don't really watch the show, but people do. Parks and Recreation. You know, Parks and Rec, people like that show. Yeah. Uh, It's returning for a one-night scripted reunion special on NBC, according to IndieWire.com. Wow. Um, We got that before a Friends reunion or all the other shows. I'm amazed they've never done a Friends reunion. But some of them were on so many drugs, they don't even remember it. So, you know. And the other ones probably went on to actually demand. Well, they were getting paid good money for TV actors. I remember that being a bigger thing back in the day. But some of them went on to have, you know, fairly prominent film careers. So they probably demanded too much money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it'll feature original cast members and uh, will air 8.30 p.m. Eastern Pacific time. What day? So is this... Oh, interesting. So it will have something to do with current events. Oh, I wonder how they're producing this, what it's going to be. Because I know there are, there are so some shows that have been talking about um, doing like basically a gimmick episode where it's basically everybody on their webcams. They'll come up with some type of story to do. Um, I feel like Doctor Who already did stuff like that. Right. We're going to have to have one of those episodes like they had on uh, what is it, Futurama where they're like, Simpsons did it. But now it's going to have to be like, Doctor Who did it. <laughs> yeah no doctor who there's actually been a lot of stuff coming from doctor who actors and stuff because recently and i haven't watched it but i noticed there's another video of uh amy but there was a rory video with mm-hmm. what's his name arthur arthur darville yeah and written by neil gaiman which i that's what really surprised me i was like oh wait what he's at this is this wasn't just some like thing that arthur like scribbled together himself you know um but also the uh, Whitaker, there, this is several weeks ago now, released several like her dressed up as the doctor, like in her closet or something, uh, talking about, you know, social distancing and stuff, huh. which is wacky. But, you know, it, whatever. It's kind of cool. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's a all fa- all ages, family friendly show. Right. So it's kind of cool that the doctor is like kind of talking to kids for the most part in, in those little vignettes. I want, are they going to do actually the story from the Rory one? So I want to, I want to, I want to see the story. No, I mean, I think it was just that, just that little clip. I'm the pretty one. I want to hear a story where Rory's the pretty one. (laughs) I mean, he is the pretty one. So there you go. I (laughs) I do like that. He basically runs down what happened to his character and it's just so ridiculous when you actually like list out like how many times he died. He was a a plastic soldier for like two a thousand years. Like just all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's Moffat's writing. Moffat's writing is out there, man. 
Yeah, that's true. It does make it does make Chibnall uh, feel a little more um, subtle and measured. Definitely a it. little more grounded. Yeah. Okay. What other news do we have, Brendel? Um, I haven't commented on Jasper's stuff. I probably oh, won't. I'll just say he says the zoo's fine. The animals will always be taken care of and remain top priority. <laughs> that's when the zoo that's when the official stepped in and took over Jasper's account. Animals <laughs> will always be taken care of and remain top priority. Yeah. Well, I've just heard bad stuff from some other, other zoos in the world. You know? Yeah. Corporation's gonna corporate. Yeah. Right. All right, here's here's a fun story. I mean, as fun as Pulp Fiction Gimps get. <laughs> wow. wow. That is a specific type of fun. <laughs> it's a very specific type of fun. Quentin Tarantino clears up a big mystery. It was it, I guess, about the craziest pulp fiction scene. Um, and this by the this is a this is from indiewire.com. Uh the subtitle to this article or whatever subheading is a little misleading. Um Basically, uh, he was Empire Magazine interviewed Tarantino and uh, there was a fan question about the Gimp character. And Tarantino said, quote, "Um, it doesn't quite play this way in the movie. But in my mind, when I wrote it, the Gimp's dead. Butch knocked him out. And then when he passed out, he hung himself. Yeah, that's what I always assumed. Um, But that's not the big thing. I I think the question was more about like what happened to him and like, who was he? Because we don't know. He's just the right. Right. Um, in terms of backstory, he was like a hitchhiker or somebody that they picked up seven years ago and they trained him. So he's the perfect victim. And that's pretty much, that's the whole story, but it's just like, well, who is that guy? And as far as like, you know, Tarantino's the writer. So he obviously didn't like write out some big elaborate thing, but he's just some, like somebody that those guys picked up and for years ago and keep as a gimp. Hmm. Trained as a gimp. Um, Oh, he's talked. Okay. Anyway, yeah, trained as a gimp. <laughs> you know, <laughs> is tra- maybe not training. Sounds like maybe less the gimp's choice. <laughs> yeah. Here, what? Here, watch this training video. Oh, mm-hmm. I wonder what that training video is like. <laughs> exactly. Tarantino, don't produce that. It's all feet. <laughs> all feet. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um. All right, up next. Andrew needs to go kill some monsters. Have a great night. Thanks for watching, Andrew. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you. I'll probably be wrapping up here soon. We got a few. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Like that's just, that like a sign out thing is Warbla. Uh, next up, uh, Universal Inc.'s five year film pact. <laughs> they inked it. <laughs> <laughs> pact. That's uh, unusual. With Lego, basically, okay. So Lego, Lego movie, and the subsequent Lego movies were dubbed with uh, Warner Brothers. Um, well, that license ended, and Universal now has the rights to make Lego movies. Um, so that's interesting and kind of notable if you're a fan of the Lego movies, mainly because you'll probably see a lot less, uh, you know, DC and Warner Brothers characters in future Lego Lego movies. Um, and probably more what Frankenstein's and mummies. What is universal? So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a uh, invisible Jurassic, man, dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, there we go. I want to see an invisible man Lego. <laughs> yeah, me too. Would it actually be invisible, or would it be obviously a see-through, like translucent Lego head? Mm-hmm. I 
I like don't unwrap him and then it's like, <laughs> oh, I have a see-through head. But there's definitely room for a meta joke about having to animate the invisible man Lego character. The meta joke there. All right, that's all though. Universal now has the rights to that. So huh. I never watched all of Lego Batman. Oh, I liked Lego Batman. I liked the first Lego movie was all right and um Lego Batman, but I never I wasn't interested in enough to follow up and and actually watch the sequel. So I have no idea if Lego two is any good. Because I kind of felt like I got it with Lego One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of that was that was kind of my thing too. Thank you. I think that's I mean, I think that was everybody's things. It kind of became dimin- diminishing returns. Um Okay, here's a quick one. Warner Brothers, because we were just talking about them. Uh, brass reaffirm commitment to theatrical movies. Uh, so this is from HollywoodReporter.com. And basically... As opposed to what kind of movies? Basically direct... Releasing movies in theaters. Oh, I gotcha. Um, studio chief... Anne Sarnoff and her boss, Warner Media Chief John Starkey, issued statements late Wednesday clarifying comments made to investors. Uh, so basically, hey, sorry, that's not Starkey, that's Stanky. You gotta get it right. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry, Mr. Stanky. I'll never <laughs> do that. That, that Stanky leg. John St- <laughs> <laughs> the name's John Stanky. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good correction. Thank you. Uh, so they said, quote, we are committed to and are excited about. And, and this was where I first seen this article. This linked. This is as far back to the sources I could find. Oh, I guess maybe not. Maybe Hollywood. No. Yeah, this is Hollywood Reporter um, was about Christopher Nolan's new movie, Tenant, which was scheduled to hit theaters in July. And so we are committed to and are excited about releasing Tenant in theaters this summer or whenever theaters reopen. We remain supportive of the theatrical experience and our exhibition partners uh, and are confident that our tentpole titles, including Tenant and Wonder Woman 1984, are exactly the type of films that will have people eager to return to the theaters, end quote. So as it is, Tenant, which is, when did it say? July, it doesn't say here, does it? It's like July 17th or something. They haven't pushed that back. They're still, they're like, well, if the theaters are open, that's when it's coming out. Huh. And that's pretty much it. But you it was would, like, I'm sorry. You know what would be good <clears throat> during this t- time period? Uh, if there were lots of drive throughs that people could go to and still stay in their cars and separate, but go out and watch movies at the theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> drive through movies. Yeah. yeah. Or drive in, I meant. Yeah. D- yeah. <laughs> drive through. <laughs> drive through movie. No, it's a yeah, really, really uh, fast movie there. I wish there were more because I have heard that there are drive-ins that are still open because it's like the only theaters that you can go and be socially separated from people or be whatever, physically mm-hmm. separated. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's another story. We're just going to, oh, I'm just going to keep running through. Oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, have you seen this one? Well, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at what you've got highlighted or where your cursor is. Oh, yep, that's the one I jumped to. All right, back to the future. Screenwriter closes plot hole amid renewed debate. Also from HollywoodReporter.com. Um, this is this is a news. All news comes from Twitter story <laughs> because basically uh, there was 
a debate on Twitter because, you know, none of these people That's... have anything to do with their days now. So they're just on Twitter talking about stuff. Right. Uh, James Gunn was arguing on Twitter with people, but also I who, who got Chris Platt, Chris Pratt and James Gunn were like kind of arguing about <laughs> whether or not Back to the Future was a perfect film. <laughs> that's funny i like that it has to do with the guardians of the galaxy cast you know like right it's fitting they would be arguing about <laughs> about right. that uh but basically which one they were arguing whether or not it was a plot hole the fact that marty's parents don't remember him or remember that hey our son looks like a dead ringer for this calvin guy back that used to hang out with us in the 50s and uh what was Gunn's? point of view gun said a perfect film can be different from a favorite film or a great film a perfect film is something that sings from the start to finish with no obvious mistakes whether they be aesthetic or structural there are no laps no logical lapses so i'm thinking he's arguing that because of why the parents don't remember him is a plot hole and hence it might be a favorite film or a great film but it's not a perfect film oh right and chris platt chris pratt why do i keep saying it with the l because of where we live we have a river named platt Maybe they do remember him, though, not as Marty, as Calvin. When Marty returns to present day 1985, it could have been years since his parents would have perhaps originally noted the uncanny, uncanny resemblance between their son and that kid from high school 20 years previous. So eventually the screenwriter of Back to the Future chimed in. Uh, let's see. Wait, what did Paul asks? Wouldn't Marty's dad question why his son looks like the kid from high school? <laughs> That's yeah, fair. but like there would have been you assume that the Marty from back in the day or Calvin just disappears. And there's like probably a decade or more between them having that kid disappearing and them having Marty. Right. You would, you would think. Right. Yeah. Um, now the screenwriter timed in and said, Oh, apparently he, he told this to the Hollywood reporter uh, quote, bear in mind that George and Lorraine only knew Marty slash Calvin for eight days when they were 17 and they did not even see him. And they did not even see him every one of those eight days. So many years later, they still might remember that interesting kid who got them together on their first date. But I would ask anyone to think back to their own high school days and ask themselves how well they remember a kid who might have been at their school for even a semester or someone you went out with uh, just one time. If you had no photo reference after 25 years, you'd probably just have a hazy recollection. So Lorraine and George might think it's might think it funny that they once actually met someone named Calvin Klein, or even if they thought their son at age 16 or 17 had some resemblance to him, it wouldn't be a big deal. I'd bet most of us could look through our high school yearbooks and find photos of our teenage classmates that bear some resemblance to our children. End quote. <laughs> that kind of sounds like he's had some time to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, that is interesting, though, because even in the small high school that we went to, um, there are people that I'll run into and they'll be like, you remember me from high school? And I'm like, did we go to the same high school? Right. And and, and then I'll look at the yearbook and I'll be like, my God, we did. <laughs> I didn't even know who you were. And it, I mean, we're talking like grades above me. Like it wasn't uncommon to not know the grades below you because mm -hmm. you're just so fixated on your own stuff. You know, but usually you looked up to the upperclassmen and you kind of knew who was in those classes because we're in a we're in a small rural high school and everybody knows everybody. And I think I mean, 
it, it never really bugged me because, it, and the writer actually does have some, in my opinion, some valid points. Like he was around for a few days and yeah. sure he got helped get them together, but like, yeah, he's around for a few days and then like 20, let's see, that was, a, so he's like not even 30, the, he's not even the oldest kid. Like he's 30 years later, kid. their kid yeah. happens to look like this guy who they probably, yeah, they don't, they don't remember what he right. exactly looked like. And there wouldn't be any photos. I don't believe they took any photos of him. So no. Now, if they did, like back in the old west, right? Well, yeah, they did take photos of him there, didn't they? Didn't they? So he was he was there for the original clock tower. Like that's pretty. You'd think that'd be a pretty famous photo in Hill Valley. Mm -hmm. What were you gonna say, Melanie? I was just thinking of how you know in the in the original Back to the Future, what he like he they started to disappear from from their pictures or whatever so if they if he had died at some point in those pictures from like the 1800s or whatever it was would there just be like nothing there like stuff floating in the air because the person that was holding it is gone Hmm. (laughs) stuff floating in there yeah i mean and why would they take that photo i think wouldn't that wouldn't that photograph just like turn into like blank uh film paper or whatever I'm amused that in this time travel movie that it's the mom and dad not remembering that their kid looks like this guy from high school is the big like plot hole that keeps this from being a perfect movie for James Gunn (laughs) (laughs) right right let's 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 not uh let's totally overlook all the the stuff that had to do with recasting uh Mm -hmm. Marty McFly in the first place and the fact that there's old footage that included the original actor or Jennifer Jennifer's yeah, actress. That one weirded me out. I, uh, especially in a sequel like that, of like a trilogy, I hate in, you know, whatever that movie, that's actually a good go to for recasting and what they can and can't do. But yeah, I hate when they have to recast key characters, especially mm-hmm. if it's a like back to back to back trilogy of movies. Right. And I, I would be freaking, if I saw my kids and they both looked like Marty, I would be like, I'm not having children with you. That's gross. <laughs> your genes are too strong i don't yeah. see myself in them at all this poor daughter <laughs> that's true yeah i part two is the one i've seen i've i remember so little of that i've seen part one and three a million times i have not seen part two very many times i read the novelization that's the kind of nerd i am really yeah well i mean but you think about back to that time like we didn't go to the movies a lot. It was, I mean, it's always been expensive to go to the movies. And so, um, and movies stuck around for a lot longer. So you could get the novelization through whatever book club, you know, remember those, <laughs> uh, you'd, you'd get your book order forms every month and, uh, you could get the novelization, read that thing and it would still be in theaters and you could still go see the movie, man. Yeah. I had the novelization for the 1989 Batman movie. I wish great. I still had. I said, if we still had those books, those books go for bank now. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, if I still had the Back to the Future 2 novelization, I could sell that for some decent cash. I bet I got the Batman here somewhere. It's probably not in good shape, but I bet I got right. it. I got the Batman soundtrack tape. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the first one with all the print stuff and all that? Yep. It was awesome. a bad dance. Is that what it's called? The, the music is the main thing that dates that movie. I mean, now I guess since we've got so many different superhero movies, there's probably more that dates it. Some of the effects and stuff, but 
because it's Tim Burton, it's already it's, so kind of outside of time and space. Exactly. He yeah. like by making it almost like its own world, but kind of a period piece, it feels timeless. And then print starts playing and you're like, oh, no, 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 no. This yeah. ain't right. <laughs> so much for timeless. Yeah. Also, that's because TV played one and three nonstop about Back to the Futures. Yeah. And my grandparents had a ton of movies recorded off like HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure they had one and three and not two on tape. And we'd go over there and just watch these movies over and over. Um, I have just one more story, and this is actually more of a podcast story, but it kind of ties into something we've talked about quite a bit, quite a bit, a couple times. Okay. This actually came from one of my, where I usually get podcast news from podnews.net, which is actually great if you want podcast news, like from like the in, behind the scenes podcast news, podnews.net is awesome. Quibi. You know Quibi. Everybody knows Quibi. <laughs> I had never heard of Quibi until recently, and now I see it freaking everywhere. everywhere. I think yeah. it's be- I think it's because like because it's Hollywood backed. It's basically like they're like what uh, TikTok, right? TikTok for is their- it? I don't no. know what it is. I don't even know what it is. From what I understand, it's it's folk. It's short form, probably a lot of improv type and skit type content, but it's actually like. You know, it's got Hollywood money behind it. Okay. So they're really pushing it as like, you know, this is get your entertainment here, probably because it's dirt cheap to produce and nobody has attention spans anymore. Whatever. They're pushing it hard. And the only thing I ever see about it is, hey, it's this thing that exists. It's going to (laughs) die. Well, Well, that's kind of how I feel about it, too, is like, I'm not just going to jump into this thing because it doesn't look like a real thing. Right? It seems like a it seems like a parody. Yeah. Oh, Quibi, sure. Yeah, sure. I'll sign up for that. Um well apparently it does have fans. There's enough fans to merit at least a one fan podcast. Unfortunately, Quibi does not want people to use their title in their fan podcast or to tell anybody that that's what their podcast is about. Uh so Quibi Would that be t- a Quibi quibble? <gasps> oh, Quibit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says on the screen folks if you can't see the screen it says so it. basically there was a fan podcast and i'm assuming they i don't know what it was hold on oh this is hold on let's go to the source sure steal my data whatever i'm not gonna subscribe stop with the pop-ups uh huff post <laughs> huffington uh so quibby sent Oh, several podcast or mm, some podcasters a cease and desist. Um, I really want to know. Okay, the podcast was called Quibbyverse, hmm. and Quibby, whoever owns Quibby, sent them a cease and desist. Uh, basically, said, "Don't use our t- name. Don't use Quibby in your podcast title. Don't tell people that's what your podcast is about. It's a fan podcast about Quibby. What? No. Why? Why would?" That's brand recognition, and they're like, don't. That's actually, Paul, that's pretty good. The trouble with quibbles. Nah. Um, That's good and nerdy. I appreciate that. Yep. So, and I feel like I I did a podcast a while back, like the first of many Q&As that I did once um, about podcasting. And that was something we talked about quite a bit was like the legality of, Using a trademarked name. 
Yeah. And so this isn't completely surprising because sports teams have done it many times. You don't put the name of an NFL team or whatever official team in your You can't have a Cub. You can't have the Cubs cast. Yeah. But I feel like you could if it wasn't the Cub, if it wasn't about the Cubs. What if it's just about like baby bears? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah. So like this isn't totally new, but it's like. I guess Quibi verse. I mean, what's their concern? And actually, like going so far as to be like, you can't use our title in your podcast. Okay, I guess I kind of get it. I think like uh, there's a show, there's a Netflix, and there's a couple podcasts, entertainment type podcasts. I've noticed that recently changed from like I think there was the IMDb countdown something podcast, and they recently changed it and removed IMDb. So I'm wondering if they got contacted. Yeah, probably. But then to also be able to also say like you can't say that that's that your podcast is about this. That seems yeah, weird. That's weird. Well, maybe but, maybe the guy that's running the podcast is like some you know Kentucky hillbilly inbred weirdo, and they're like, I don't want people hearing him like twanging and thinking that you know associating that with their product or something. Maybe it's something like that. But was it a couple podcasts you said? There's lots of people in Kentucky. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's you're right. You're right. I shouldn't be so jumped. I shouldn't be so quick to jump to conclusions about how many podcasts are in Kentucky. So the podcast is uh, by Ron uh, Desendorf and Daniel uh, Gibson, and basically, according to them, quote, they were like. Well, you can't use the name Quibi. You can't tell anyone you can't tell anyone that you're about Quibi. You can talk about Quibi, but no one can know through your title and you can't have any artwork that resembles our stuff. Is what Man. the podcasters told HuffPost. And <laughs> they said they they added that uh it felt so surreal to get a cease and desist order cease and desist from a billion dollar company about our fan podcast in the midst of a global health crisis. I mean yeah. Corporation is yeah. going to cooperate. They don't care about that. Oh, apparently Quibi is short for Quick Bites. Oh, okay. It's not super obvious. So, hmm. Um. Wow. Yeah, they raised over a billion dollars in venture capital from Disney, NBC Universal, Sony Pictures, Warner Media. Yeah, I mean Ooh. it's 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 a Hollywood backed thing. Um. Anyway, yeah. That. It, it is weird to then take that. I get like, you can't be the Quibi cast or don't be, you don't have Quibi in our title, but then to go further and be like, you can't tell people that you, this is about Quibi. Huh? I would stop my Quibi fan podcast at that point. Yeah. I mean, Not I, because I was, I was seeing a Quibi fan period. That's exactly yeah. it. Not because I was afraid of the cease and desist because I'd be like, you know what? Not a fan. No. Yeah. That would, ch- that would change things real quick. Yeah. I would change the podcast, but not because they told me to, because I don't want to talk about the stuff no more. So they, they changed the title to stream averse. That's fine. Yeah. Is that, is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you see Paul's comment there? New podcast, <laughs> the non-affiliated with Quibi fan cast. <laughs> like the podcast formerly known as the Quibi podcast. All right, right. Well, currently their description is I don't or Quibi quitters. <laughs> Current Quibi quitters. 
That's right. I like that. <laughs> this used to be a fun fan podcast about Quibi, but they sent us a decent deceased. A, a <laughs> they sent us a deceased. <laughs> a body. Um, a deceased cyst letter. Ooh. A cyst cyst. So now we have pivoted to podcasting about streaming content. Here's our old su- s- summary. And that, that's and then it goes on about Quibi. So that's their current description, show description. I'm sure they'll change that eventually, but that's yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed crappy. It was, but it also tied into I I know we've talked about similar things on the show before and we talked about Quibi, but it's a weird thing. Podcasting is such a weird space, especially where the world of podcasting that we exist in, that I know, meets the more recent, broader business world of podcasting is it's such a strange space. Right. So what we exist in versus what you deal with for work. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, like I'm definitely not working for any billion dollar companies that are sending cease and desist orders out to other people, but it is weird now that it does have the recognition and it does have that attention. Companies are producing content for it and they're paying attention to other content and getting upset if they feel it infringes their stuff. I am still surprised by a lot of the podcasts that I hear going out that they have copyrighted music and stuff in it. And like, they just, uh, right. No, it's fine. Nothing's going to happen. And so eventually it will. I'm amazed that it hasn't so far. Right. But you know, whatever. It's almost like that convention thing. Like uh, the only reason that it doesn't matter yet is because it is exactly a fan service kind of thing. And so is it worth their time to shut it down? Not yet. Once exactly. it is, then yeah. That's will. the thing that surprises me about this, though. Like, I'm sure it's a big company backing this. Throwing out a cease and desist order probably costs is like chump change. But like, is it worth the time and money to even mess with them? I don't know. I mean, in this case where they're using the trademark name uh, for the name of their podcast, that becomes brand uh, confusion. Like, yeah. is this an official podcast of Quibi? No, it's not. So, of course, they want you to take that down. Uh, yeah. But I, for I them to that. say, we're doing a thing, you know, that has to do with Quibi. And then they're like, don't do that either. That's weird. Yeah. That extra step. Mm-hmm. Because you'd want, if that's a Quibi, that is just pure free advertisement for your service. Yeah. And I think it's like, like we're going to talk about a thing that's on Quibi. So if you want to know what we're talking about, you actually have to have Quibi. Where is that a conflict of interest for you? I don't understand. Yeah, that's definitely the area where it gets weird because you're right with the title, especially like you said. And now suddenly you've heard it's a thing you'd never heard of. And now it's everywhere. Like they're obviously investing a ton of money to make the name known. So I get the not wanting brand confusion, but. But it's like if uh, if Netflix popped on to one of our live streams and was like, you guys just did a homework assignment that was based off of something that you could find on Netflix because right. you assume that people have Netflix. Quit it. Quit it. Stop <laughs> talking about Netflix. <laughs> Stop talking about Netflix. We even did it on this episode. Yeah. Most of the shows I talk about are on Netflix. For real. That's what yeah. I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I, I guess if we were the Grolix Netflix podcast or the ne- Netflix's or Grolix and chill even. <laughs> right? Like that, but nah, that'd be okay. They don't own that would, No, that would be fine. Yeah. That'd be parody and we'd be covered. 
And besides, Netflix isn't. That's not like an official Netflix thing. Netflix and chill isn't official at all. Right. I'm sure. Right. <laughs> right. No. That's more of a pop culture thing than anything. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny if they embraced it like that, though. So, Paul, you better not do any wood wood burnings of uh, Quibi art. <laughs> right, right. Paul said, don't make Quibi art. What is Quibi art? I guess it's just artwork that looks like their logo. Is that That's you? All, yeah. Because they haven't been around long enough for it to mean anything else. Well, welcome to the newly branded Crawlix <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Spelled with a Q. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Was that the last news bit? Yeah. Well, can I just real quick? You, say, people might know already though. I want you to say this. Sam Raimi's directing uh, the new Doc, or Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, that's something I didn't realize. Sam Raimi's the director of uh, was it Doctor Strange in the World of Madness or something? Yeah. Oh, it's it's <laughs> yeah. in in the in the Mind of Madness, I think. Oh. That's right. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I'm I'm a little more interested. I hope they allow him to go full Raimi. Right. Yeah. 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 To a point. I don't think Raimi allows him. I, I think since the tree incident in Evil Dead 1, I don't think Raimi allows him to go self to go full Raimi anymore. But right. But yeah, some of my favorite parts uh, in Spider-Man 2 was where he was allowed to do a little bit of. And in Raimi Spider-Man 2 specifically. I remember yeah. being so disappointed in the first Spider-Man because I'm like, you can't tell Raimi directed that. That yeah. could have been any any director hack they threw at it. I mean, it Super wasn't hard. badly directed. But then Spider-Man 2, you actually got dude, the, the, the surgery scene with the chainsaw mm-hmm. stuff. Like, I was yep. like, oh, they even did the little chainsaw with that like bone saw thing. Yeah, it's still probably my favorite Spider-Man movie. It's good. That, that was one of the reasons I was excited for it because it said that it was going to be um, the movie was going to be an action with lots of horror sequences. And I'm like, well, that's perfect for, for Raimi. Exactly. It is. That's that's Raimi's bread and butter. Yeah, and I didn't know if everybody knew, so I had to share, share the good news. When Melanie and I were chatting about this, I, I tried to make a bad joke. I was like, it's his evil bread and butter. <laughs> it's his evil bread and butter. Okay. Oh. Somebody got it. It was a dead by dawn. Um, bread Bread by Dawn. I don't know. Bread by Dawn. I had a DVD of maybe it was Night of the Living Dead. And there have been a million, like, because it's public domain. There's been a million sure. bootleg DVDs. But this one DVD I had, or maybe it was even on videotape and it was on after the feature. It was Night of the Living Bread. And it was just some short, <laughs> cheap short film somebody shot that was basically like a condensed remake of the movie in black and white, but it was bread. <laughs> and it's just like somebody was obviously throwing slices of bread from off camera. Yes. I'm like, why is this here? What is this? <laughs> oh my god, that's incredible! Like, somebody that's a took, bonus. Somebody took the time for that, though. That's right. That's awesome. Oh, that's when a pun. That's when a pun goes too far. Yeah. <laughs> when there's when you're shooting when you got somebody off the side of a camera throwing bread slices at somebody, <laughs> the pun's gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's all I've got, man. Yeah, me too. That went for a while. Woo. Yeah, so this is going to end up, I'm going to, you know, I'll probably do, this will probably come out, I'll, I'll hold this till Monday. This will come out Monday on the podcast feed. I'm going to probably try to push it to the YouTube channel tomorrow. No, maybe this weekend. Um, and yeah. So you'll be able to hear this other places. And if you want to hear more stuff like this, uh, go to GrawlixPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com. 
I want to, I'm going to have to watch this video back and see what my eyes do when I start pimping stuff. Cause I feel like they just start floating. Like I'm in, I'm, <laughs> my mind is just vacated my body and it's just like, <laughs> you're, you're on autopilot. autopilot. <laughs> yeah. You're on autopilot for that. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> hey. uh, nothing, nothing, <laughs> <laughs> nothing to see here. We've, we've Manchurian candidate you. Like you don't you don't even know when you speed pimp now. We just have a like a key phrase. What would the key phrase be? What would you... <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, it would be it would be Melanie saying, "Was that the last news item?" <laughs> that would be the. That would By be the way, the, if you uh, want to hear more like this, <laughs> hey Melanie. Speaking yeah. of Melanie, uh, yeah. what should people be amazed by? Anything you heard of recently? Oh, cool. Let me think. Cool. I know it's a, it's. It's not earlier. They, um, they changed or they, they made a, a new form with carbon where, cause normally it comes, it's, it's kind of a, it, like it's set up in circular, um, lattices and they switched it now so that it's like, it's shaped like a cube. So it's going to be lighter and stronger than diamond. I mean, stronger than diamond, but like the lightest form so far of carbon that they have come up with, but they have to like be able to, create it more quickly and efficiently to make it commercially viable but if they do then that's going to be great for like you know the space state uh, program and stuff like that and whoever else needs super strong super light materials right right like, like everybody i mean like well, you yeah. could make a car out of that yeah, yeah. so that's good cool. so the military will probably have it and no one else will right yeah, yeah. yeah exactly that's all i can think of right now that's where all the good stuff goes oh and there's a lizard. I mean, I don't know if this is a really big thing, but there's a, a, a it look almost like almost looks like a snake, but it's a lizard that they watched both lay eggs and have life birth at the same time, and that's a first. So, oh, weird. Yeah, isn't it? But they're not sure if that's is it, it's starting to like switch evolutionally, evolutionarily. You know what I mean? Or is it just uh, like hedging its bets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, like it, they're not sure. If it's just like, well, let's just do it both for now, and we'll see what happens, or if it's like in the process of switching from one to the other. Yeah, that's interesting. But, yeah. I'm amazed. Was uh, it um, pandas also uh, are mating now in the pandemic for yeah. whatever reason? Because that's people it. aren't coming to the zoo? Yeah, because who wants to get it out as much people watching you? That's too much pressure. <laughs> At least that's what I read. I don't know if it's true or not. but uh, You know, yeah. I, read, I read something similar, yeah. Yeah, Can and you? I've seen several articles. I don't know the validity about just like pollution levels and stuff like that yeah. and air Are quality improving. Well, and, you know, is that oil is negative, negative money now. So are they going to pay us the pay me to fill my tank? <laughs> That's right. Oh, wait, I shouldn't because then I'm also taking money to destroy the environment. I'm sorry, Melanie. What? There's lots of animals coming into the cities now too, because there's not people around. So there's right. been like wolf packs roaming through cities and, and mountain lions and it stuff. is the apocalypse. <laughs> It's going to suck for them when we come back out. Though, but yeah. Paul says there's a new snake named after Slytherin. Really? Huh? But Slytherin's already named after snakes. So isn't that kind of like a snake named after a it's snake? snake. <laughs> yeah, snakeception. Yep. There's a new snake, Bliskin. <laughs> oh, there we go. That would be awesome. We need a Bliskin snake. Yeah. Why isn't there? Hey, scientists, a little less Harry Potter and a little more. Uh, uh, Escape from New York, please. Or escape from LA if you like. Mm. Wacky. Okay. Wolfpack for life. Okay. Oh my God. 
All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Uh, huh? I said, yep. Yeah. And Jesse and Melanie, thank you guys for joining as always. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Come on back here next week. Come, come on back. You hear? Paul, who's still in the stream? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Paul, come <laughs> back next week. <laughs> what are you talking about? Paul's going to be like, where are you guys at? <laughs> <laughs> we do this i give you a lot of i give you a hard time but paul we do this for you mm-hmm. i apparently do my S- skyrim streams for you too <laughs> <laughs> paul's got like he one of the rare he's in a rare position where there's a podcast that at this point exists almost solely for him <laughs> uh, all right talk to you guys later all right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Grawlix Nights, our special weekly live Grawlix podcast series. If you've been enjoying this, be sure to check out grawlixpodcast.com slash live to find out where and when to listen to the next live episode. Currently Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on facebook.com slash podcast. Might not be a good friend, but I appreciate the thought. (laughs) You know what? Maybe I don't know what it says about me that it's too fun and easy to slip into that persona. (laughs) This is all just an act.